Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Young Justice, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Beatrice Murad. Hello. And Haroon Muse. What up? So today, yes, we are talking about Young Justice Outsiders, episodes four through six, which came out Friday, December, January, January 10th, 11th, whichever day that was, uh, 2019. So spoilers for everything up through episode six. Um, If you want to hear our podcast we did on episodes one through three, you can go back and find that on OverlyAnimated.com. Search Overly Animated on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher or Overly Animated on YouTube. So I still cannot believe that Young Justice is even back. Like, I wasn't on the last podcast to talk about this, but we we just watched new episodes of Young Justice in 2019. That yeah. still was my mind. How do you guys feel about that? Well, it's just crazy. I mean, when when I first started coming, uh, I was like 12 years old. And at the time, it would all come out like on Friday nights. And I will just watch that. First, I watched Legend of Korra because it came out at the same time too, that same time year, Legend of Korra. Then I will just watch, go straight to Young Justice. And it's just crazy. Like it's and it, it finished in 2013. It just came back out of nowhere. And I just heard about it last year. I'm like, wow, these fans are so devoted. And and like just to watch the first three episodes last week, it's just so amazing that they just brought it back. There's just so many words to describe how cr- crazy it is. Beatrice, how do you feel about it? I mean, I I mentioned I was on the podcast last time, so I kind of mentioned it. So I'll All just right. keep it short. I missed Young Justice so much. <laughs> it's it's so weird to me because Young Justice is a holdover of this t- certain time period in especially Cartoon Network where you look at what shows were airing. This was when Ben 10 got a little darker with like the Alien Force era, Alien Force Ultimate Alien. You had Generator Rex, you had Secret Saturdays, you had Star Wars The Clone Wars. Adventure Time was just really getting going. Regular show was getting going. And and then you had Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, and you had Young Justice. It's such a different era that is just complete. It was truly like a prime time era that's just completely gone. And to see Young Justice kind of come back in a completely different animation landscape and still holding its own is just, to me, mind-blowing. Like, I, I didn't see this show when it first aired because I was still mad that it wasn't Teen Titans. And now I'm just happy to get anything, and it's really good, and I'm just so, so very happy. But, I mean, is it – I mean, we don't have numbers to say, like, oh, it's holding its own in comparison to other shows. Like, we don't know that yet. But like, but it's holding its own in that it's – we don't necessarily like, need the – like, this doesn't need numbers. This is not Cartoon Network anymore. We're, it's – ad space is no longer the concern. The concern at this point, especially with this and Titans, is getting eyes on DC Universe. Exactly. It's like it's number one in viewing at the moment next to uh, the Batman animated series. Right. Exactly. On the app. But that's but the, the thing is, I mean, I mean, even numbers within the app. It's like how many people are watching the app? How many people are watching Batman the animated series in comparison to Young Justice? Like, I'm not expecting the numbers because no streaming service gives numbers. No, they don't. But oh. I'm just saying, if we're going to say, if we're, I wouldn't make the claim it's holding its own against every other animated show until we get those numbers and until I start 
sensing more of a discussion about it. I mean, I'm sensing more of a presence about it. Because online, I haven't felt as much of a presence as, say, something like She-Ra, something like Steven Universe. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, careful with, like, the big claims. Are you, like, are you willing yeah. to say it's holding its own content-wise? Content-wise, in terms of quality, yes. In terms of quality, yes. But in terms of just, you know, other stuff, maybe not yeah. so much. It's it just started. Like yes, we're six episodes in, but it's also been literally like ten days. I think after the mid season finale drops, and we have a couple months to stew, then we'll really see how it caught on. But I was very worried that the show would feel dated, and I don't think it does. And so that to me is, is a good sign going forward. Yeah, they captured the right target audience. And to like also add on. I think the other issue is that it's just been limited to the U.S. Like, they just released this yeah. in Canada, like, yesterday, on Sunday. And as, you know, as we know, when a show only airs in one market, it's gonna get seen in the other markets one way or another. I was watching Total Drama illegally when it had only aired in Australia when I was 14. And so I think not releasing it in other markets is gonna hurt their numbers a lot. Because a lot of people are gonna watch it but they can't watch it through the app. And I think that's going to hurt. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, nowadays people are just streaming. Nobody's, nobody has the time to just watch television in a way. So, I mean, I don't think the problem is like watching it on television or like where you watch it. I think the problem is, in t- one, it's a new app. So it's not like it's Netflix where everybody's already like what yeah. has like an account or it's not like it's like would you would someone be willing to pay eight dollars a month to watch a show to one show mm-hmm. if they if they're only interested in Young Justice is that that's the question and it's yeah. more also like again the problem is um, worldwide because in it's only mm-hmm. airing in the U S like I you mentioned Canada but I I don't know if like anywhere in 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 latin america in asia like i don't know where they're going to be streaming that there so it's that's yeah, also that's question. the problem so it's I like think what, yeah yeah what they're going to do going forward is that that first they just uh, re- uh what dc did was they first had the first season of titans and they just put it on netflix the other week i think so i think that's what in they're other countries or here uh in other countries and i okay. think they're going to do it here soon too I doubt it, because right now Titans is pretty much the only reason besides Young Justice to have the app. Like, unless you just had Die Hard for old DC, Titans and Young Justice are the only originals so far. Oh. Yeah. They, they need to hold on to that. Yeah. So let's let's get into these episodes, because as hard as it is to access them, they are here, and they are really, really good. So let's start with episode four, and kind of getting into... This not filler arc, but the wonderful side plot of Dick Grayson and the Three Harpers. Oh my goodness! Did Beatrice? Did you know there were three Harpers? I only remembered there being two. Okay, so it took me. I, I honestly, I only remembered there being. I mean, yes, only two. Yes, you're right. And Real I still and kind of forgot. Like, and I kind of forgot about. Speedy, and I only remembered Roy. Well, the the clone Roy, I only remembered. So I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" And then I had to like refresh, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yes, that's what happened." And um, so I did have to like do a quick kind of like 
Wikipedia of like, wait, what happened yep. with the Harpers and Young Justice? What's going on? And but I enjoyed I enjoyed this um, side like plot. I mean, it's see, uh, it feel, was so good. It's not just that it was good, but um, in the previous pod, everyone talked about how like the, I know that Andy mentioned um how he was worried about it being too dark and like there was this kind of worry about the darkness of the show and i wasn't that worried because i knew that they were going to start bringing in the more humoristic elements of the previous uh seasons back just slowly like they're going they were going to bring them back for and this was the episode that Mm -hmm. showed it which is it still it still has the it's sure it's still they're older all the characters are older now so they're talking about you know they make jobs about them having a business and all this stuff and sure it's insurance premiums yeah exactly so they hunter but it still has that kind of light lightness to it that i wasn't i personally wasn't scared that was going to disappear and not only that what i really liked is that despite it being seemingly something that has nothing to do with the grand scheme of the of the plot it seems like a side plot even then there was a lot of character work that they were able to do with uh with dick they were able to show like hey he's just not it's not cool what he's doing and people they were able to show him kind of grappling with that and having and forcing him to deal with it which is Mm -hmm. um what's what's great about side plot like that's what separates good side plots from bad ones the good ones are the ones that do still make you feel like there is progress to the plot even though it's really just character development exactly i i loved i love this plot i love this episode and this was what i find i think this batch of episodes kind of it both made me more and less worried i'm so scared this is going to turn into a bat family show nah yeah it's it it starts to lean that way and then it leans back, back the other way but the thing is they still have not mentioned tracy 13 by name one of our current you know, actual members of Young Justice yeah. has still not been named six episodes later. We only know we, her name because of yeah, that's like and what? That's just like another complaint. They like devoted this entire uh, six episodes to the outsiders. We only had like maybe what like ten minutes or, uh, devoted to the team, the actual team, the Young Justice. Well, I mean, to be fair, it is at least called Young Justice Outsiders. Yeah, true, true. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. But that being said, in the intro, they spent the whole like opening scene is about Earth versus Apocalypse. So, is this season about the outsiders? Is it about Apocalypse and the new gods and all that stuff? Or is it about the Bat family? Or is it about our actual team? Like, there's so much going on that I know this show will work it out. It always does. But this show kind of angers me when it introduces so many characters. Like, episode one will always have, like, five people you've never seen and then never name them for, like, half a season. Exactly. Like, do, do you guys do you guys still notice, like, episode six one? Uh, can we talk about episode six or do you want to talk about that later? Um, We're going to end with six just because there's so much there and there is a little bit more info I want to okay. talk about. But do you yeah. know all the names of the characters like is everyone caught up on the names yeah exactly yeah i do it's just that the one complaint i had is that they introduced so many characters that they don't actually spend time we don't actually get time mm-hmm. to like get to know them like, yeah, we got characters. I mean, yeah i mean you're right you're right because like for instance tracy 13 um i specifically should care a lot about this character because 
Apparently, she is either, I don't, I thought she was bi, but apparently some people think she's gay. I don't know, but apparently that's a thing, and I didn't know, and that's a problem, because I should know this. Of any, like, this is, like, if anyone looks at the Discord for, uh, the, in the Young Justice channel on our Discord, that's my biggest complaint, is that the show is very straight, and it tends, it's also kind of using metahumans to use the this kind of queer themed storyline of mistreatment of people based on how they were born so it's kind of like mm, you're gonna do that but you're not gonna include lgbt characters and here's a character that has the potential of being lgbt and i have no idea who she is and not only that but the fact that we still don't we haven't heard her name on the show and i had to heard it from the grapevine outside it like it's not great um, mm-hmm. and I don't know, here's, I think my biggest thing about Young Justice is that because it's, it's an, it's, it's an ensemble show, but the thing is like, I'm fine with that if the, uh, if like the team remains the same and it's fine mm-hmm. if you want to show like growth and you bring in people, but like the first season they had one group, Sex, second season they brought more people in and it's like, okay, that's fine. Third season they're bringing in even, even more people instead of developing the ones they, they introduced the second season, which barely got anything too. So it's kind of like, why, why are you bringing even more characters in and why aren't you just focusing and- on the growth of the ones that you already have? And not only are they bringing in more characters, they're bringing in more characters in two separate groups. Yeah. So it's not even like we can focus on those characters as they relate to the season two characters. And not just that, but some of the characters that they're bringing in are basically the the same characters as like... As, they're like different versions of the same character. So, for instance, um, um, Prince Brion, like they've mentioned it already that he's basically Superboy, but first season Superboy. So it's kind of like, yes. and he's voiced by the same guy. So it's kind of like, why Troy are Baker, you? Yeah. So like, why are you? Oh, is it Troy Baker? I thought it was um, uh, Nolan North. I think. No, Nolan North is um, Dick Grayson. Oh, what? No, I thought just Jess- McCartney is Dick Grayson. Nolan North Wait, yeah. is Superboy. Who's Nolan North? So when who's Prince Superboy Brion? Superman. He's voiced by Troy Baker. Oh, okay, so see, but they sound similar, so it's fine. Point is, they yeah. sound a lot alike, and they're basically the same character, only slightly different. So I'm just like, yeah. at least in terms of personality. Brion is only here for two reasons. One, he's one of the original outsiders. So if they're going to call it the outsiders, they kind of need him. Second, he's here to give us the MacGuffin of his sister. Which is fine, but I'm just saying they couldn't have given him, like, a little bit of a different personality than Superboy season one. <laughs> like, seriously? Like, it's 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 just so similar. Like, they're all, they're both, they both grunted, they're, like, breaking things and anger issues, and I'm just like, we've, we've been through it. Why don't we, you know, do something a little, mix it up a little bit. Just a little but bit. But do you think it's helping Superboy grow through that, through seeing what he used to be? Not really, because like he, he became, not necessarily, because he's he's he needed to recognize himself to be able to grow from that. So it's kind of like why, and also why have him be a mentor when it would be much more fascinating if we have we continued that you know tension between him and Superman. But that's like the whole thing. It's like, well, where's Superman now? Who knows? There's too many characters, and some of them I really don't care about. And one of them, well, how about Lagoon Boy? Which one? Does it really matter, man? I mean, 
I'm pretty sure he no, it not does like matter because the Superboy, yeah. Lagoon Boy, Megan love triangle. No, oh I don't care about Lagoon Boy. I really yeah, don't. We really don't need that anymore. But to me, like, if the Outsiders by Episode Four were with the Young Justice team, I wouldn't care because then Prince Brion can be interacting with like, I don't know, Bart or one of the other characters, and we can get development in the team. Instead, we have seen the team for maybe ten minutes as ways to find more outsiders. Like yeah. we have three different teams. We have four if you count the Justice League. We have Dick Grayson's group, we have the outsiders, and then we have Young Justice. Yeah. And it's just it's I know it's this hot. show, I know what this show is doing. I get it. By episode 10, characters who we thought were completely insignificant will come out of the woodwork like Blue Beetle did last season. We're all like, oh Blue Beetle's in the background. Then he's a main character. I expect the same to happen with Tracy. I expect Donna Troy to get more than five words this season because I still know nothing about her. Exactly. But that's what that's I mean. All I, all I know is she started dating Tim Drake and there might be trouble in paradise. And that's it. Like, at least Black Lightning is getting some love. Like, well, not why, even why is he not Static Shock? Who's that's more their age group? That dude only had, like, what, two lines in season two and then added... I don't know. Are we just we're expected to care about him this season? Like, what, what I think was would have been more interesting is what they hinted at at the end of season two was Static being mentored by Black Lightning. That was to me. If we saw Black Lightning as Static's mentor, then yes. But now Black Lightning is like a main character on his own, despite not being part of the team. I mean, I think he technically was an outsider at one point, but so is Katana, who she's probably going to show up soon because we saw her in the holograms. Like, it's just, it frustrates me how long they sit on characters that they have. Also, can I just say, we need to add another team to the many teams we have. Because then the Bat family has its own thing. Because Dick is doing his one thing, but then the Bat family has its own thing going where they split with, split up with everyone. So we have, like, various <laughs> multiple groups going on. We need, we we need Wonder Woman with her own team. Oh, we- but she has this actual, like, ju- the actual, like, Justice League is, like, in space with Wonder Woman. So now we have, like, another team we have to worry about. Yeah. Like... Honestly, had the outside had they just done season three of Young Justice focusing on Apocalypse and then spun an outsider show out of it, I think that would have worked so much better. I, I think what I read on an online uh, review is that the first thirteen episodes, like that, where we're getting right now this month, they're gonna fo- they're gonna focus on like the meta human human trafficking, and the rest of the thirteen episodes coming in June is gonna focus more on the Apocalypse and the team and how di- they deal with it. That's kind of what I figured was they were going to split it like that, which I get. Like every season of Young Justice does this, where it just throws a lot at you very quickly. And by the back half, you kind of settle down. It's just the first half is so, like, they're good episodes, but it's just kind of a slog of 10 different plots. Like, because on top of all of this, then we had Zatanna come back. Was that episode four as well? Yeah, that was episode yeah. four. But see, I'm fine with Zatanna because we actually care about her from the previous seasons where she was developed. They spent time mm-hmm. with her, exactly. And here's my thing. We have Zatanna, a character who has in the past, not necessarily in Young Justice, but in the past, been a villain. A character who has a kind of troubled history with her magical abilities. Why is she not talking to Tracy 13? 
I think she's her mentor. I think they even mentioned is that she? on the, Yeah, they mentioned hey, it in, I, uh, I had no idea. Uh, for real, like, like, like in the fifth episode when she they walked out of the portal to New Genesis, I think that's the planet they landed on, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, Tracy 13 was mentioning that she was being mentored by Zatanna. So awesome. Why, why oh, did yeah. Zatanna go why with them? Like, what is that? Like, features that I know you mentioned it. Or do both of you just sit there with the DC wiki pulled up? Because that's what I do. I, like, I have to watch these episodes with the wiki open. I mean, if you're doing some research, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not even it's, research at this point. It's just a reminder, a refresher. I'm like, wait, who are you? Oh, yeah. It's but like, Dr. Fate is one of my favorite DC characters ever. Um, and he's my main character in Injustice 2. Fight me. Literally fight me on the servers. I will kick your butt. He's amazing. But I love Dr. Fate so, okay. so much. And we finally get Dr. Fate back. And it's like 10, 10 seconds. And I'm like, okay. But just this show has so many. This show is weird. In that while Teen Titans was purely focused on teenage characters, this show is more about how the teenage characters relate to the rest of the DC universe, which means showing us the rest of the DC universe, which gets very, very big, very, very fast. See, but that's that's not necessarily true. Okay, look, that that is why I like it, because unlike Teen Titans that lived in this bubble, Young Justice actually is incorporating the, the rest of the DC world. But yes. the problem isn't that, oh, it's getting too much too fast. It's that instead of sticking with those main five from the original season one, they had them grow up and now they can't be called Young Justice anymore. So they have to grab other kids and then they grow up because they did a time skip. And now we have other kids. It's just they're not staying with the main core group. There is no main core group anymore. And that's the problem. Just because you live in a bigger world and you're interacting with bigger people doesn't necessarily mean that you can that 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 you have to stop having a main core group. And I think that's the problem with with Young Justice. It's that. Since season two, they've kind of lost sight of of those of the magic that was the first season, and it's like I get it. You want to show them grow, but that does. I mean, you can still have them be a team. It, you don't have to be so tied into like, oh, it has to be. They have to be like these young kids. Like they didn't grow up that much. It's it's fine. It's only been eight years. You know, so it, like, look, I think. I think I get. Sorry, go for it. I think I get because the creators they they have talked about how this show is supposed to show the DC universe evolving and changing around these people, and I, I get it. I get what they're doing. I get what they're trying to do. That not all teenage superheroes that we know are teenagers at the same time. I think that's that's a sense of time progress that's missing from say Marvel, where you know Spider Man's still a teenager and. Nico Minoru and the Runaways that were made forty years later are also teenagers, and it's well, like the MCU is a little different because Spider Man was no, introduced no, no, in a different time. More the comic book universe. Really, like Peter Parker, I've seen the comic books being like an adult though. He's yeah. been that's comic logic is weird. Sometimes he's old. Sometimes comics are weird. But I think it's a pushback against that kind of notion of a character from twenty years ago is still a teenager, like that Simpsons effect of real time and comic time not being the same real time and show time not being the same and i think this is a pushback against that and i get it 
I just don't think it's working as well as they hoped it would work. Yeah. And I think it's both the main problem with Joe, but also a main goal of the creators from what I've heard them talking about. And so I think it creates a weird dynamic where they really believe in this. I'm just not sure they're hitting the mark. I mean, you're right. They're not. They're not hitting the mark because it's like, say, for instance, they had they had introduced us to new characters that were younger and we still cared about them just as much as we did the original crew. Then, yeah, sure, it's working. But the problem is they, they we haven't and we still don't. And like, I want to care about Donna Troy. I really, really do because I love her from the comics. Game. They've given me no reason to care. It took 10 to 12 episodes for them to, like, reiterate that Beast Boy was the kid from season one that Megan gave the blood transfusion to. Like, all the pieces are there in the background. They just, they're like, half a season later, they're like, oh, yeah, we forgot to tell you this. Also, like, question, like, he is treating him, because this this is something that just hit me. Like, he's, like, comes out as being, like, a metahuman, but... Doesn't that, like, didn't he get his powers just from Megan? So... Isn't he technically part Martian? No, yeah, so isn't the thing uh, that... And he's he's not really a metahuman. If, if he's metahuman, means that you have the metahuman gene. And then something goes right. off, and then you, like, be, basically the X-Men. You have the mutant gene, yes. and then it you, you hit puberty, and then you get your powers. But with him, it was a blood transfusion that gave him his powers. So why is he a metahuman when that's not how he became... A, with his powers, Probably at least in this just, world, because he, he's a human with meta powers in a way. So, but I'm just saying the definition in the show is that they have a gene. So why is, that is gonna he be a plot like, point? I'm just saying, irony, I think yeah. that's a plot hole. I think. I'm wondering though if it will like come out to people that he's not truly a meta human. Will he be basically exposed as like a fake icon? And does it ultimately matter? if he's truly a metahuman or not, by like the biological standard. And I think if this show had a smaller cast, we would get a focus on that. And I think it would be really, really interesting about celebrity culture and media and positive Taking messages from fake sources. that's not yours, well, like that's a really great storyline. Well, first of all... Uh, is he also out, like, is he also treated as an outside, like, is, does, is it the best identity he could use? It's, there's a lot there that we don't have time to discuss. And if the show had a smaller cast, they would discuss it. But Harun, I don't. What do you, you want to say, Harun? What do you want to say? It's just that. Uh, well, I think what, going forward for Beast, but why he's an actor is because he's trying like follow his mother's steps because she was an actor before yes. she got she passed away. And then it's also based on a comics because before Beast Boy joined the comics in the Teen Titans, he was uh, he was an inspired actor on the show, which is Star. I think it's based on a parody of Star Trek. Space Trek. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But and then and then here's the other issue is Beast Boy before he was a Teen Titan, he was part of Doom Patrol. Are we gonna bring in Doom Patrol? Like there's I feel like they often seem inclined to follow every possible route they can, and we don't have time. Yeah. They, they I just I yeah, it just it, the show at the moment lacks focus. And I think and I wanna kinda remind everybody, it's like it, we've only really had two weeks of Young Justice so far, but we've had six episodes. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's oh, like you're they we just started. Technically we haven't. We're six episodes in now and we still are like very a quarter of the way into the show basically. Right. And yeah. we're and it's still like there's too many characters, it seems a little bit unfocused. So just kind of reminding everybody that 
Yeah, it's two weeks in, but it's six episodes in. So it's a lot. We should, by now, start moving into like ending act one and moving into act two and what's going on. And by now I, st- but at this point I still feel like ever the next episode, we're going to be introduced to even more, more characters. And that's not what I want. Let's, let's kind of move roughly into episode five. Speaking of meeting more characters, the new Genesis stuff, Megan's brother and forager. And why does so much happen so quickly? Like what, I don't even know where to begin this episode. Let's talk about the Megan stuff. I think what they preluded in the comics. Think of the Megan brother reveal. They preluded in the comics that she had a white Martian brother, but I just never really thought they were going to bring that into the story or even have time for that. But I applauded that they did that, and it's kind—it's of, a cool thing to bring in for Miss Martian and her story. What did you think, Beatrice? I mean, I I liked it, and to be honest. In that little time with him, I got more development from him than a lot of characters. Even Donna Troy, to be honest. I got more oh from goodness. him in that little episode than I did with Donna Troy. Um, that being so, said, I like Forager, but I agree that, like, we, we, we need to give the development to older characters. Like, come on. We do. That's, I mean, like, not, not to say that, like, it's, like, I, I, I want more Donna Troy development. Not, I'm just focusing on Donna Troy because, like, that's easy. We've already established it. Yeah, a good but, example. Right. But, um, like, I want there to be more development of her. But in comparison to the entire season plus we've had of her and this one episode with this brother, we've I've gotten more of him. And I can under- – and I, I like the, the story that's set up with him because it's like, what do you do when you have a family member that goes into extremist territory and how does that – like what is that tension and what do you do that's that's something that is relevant nowadays unfortunately and i think that's a really cool thing to do and a really cool storyline and to have him again do be the one to go through that and you know being able to incorporate more of the white martian kind of mythos into the show um again another great thing um so i don't have any problems with that for me it's just we're bringing in all, like, you know, like that, I don't even remember his name, the turtle cockroach guy. He's, like, now part Forager. of the team. That the, Forager. Buggy right. guy, buggy guy, the roly-poly guy. Exactly, roly-poly guy. So he comes in, and I'm just like, but do I, do we need, like, really? Do we, do I need you? Are you going to be another, another, like, I mean, okay, sure. Can we, like, I don't know. I, it's, Forager's I mean, fine. Forager's that's fine. exactly it's... how I felt in episode six. Like, I was like, okay, we already have Brion and and uh, Halo Girl. Do we really need this guy? I I, yeah. I prefer Forager to Brion, at least. Like, I actually like Forager. I mean, granted, he's different from Superboy. So he's a pro- he's progress. He's a new character that actually is, like, distinct enough to be his own character. But also, it's like, do we need, like, like we had... Um, um blue beetle last season now we have him these this season it's like do we need like a bug guy all every season like do we need that can it be like i don't know like, yes a cat season girl four or will something? be ambush bug <laughs> <laughs> but um we will always have bug characters uh, see this is why i like marvel better because i don't get bug characters well i do that's a that, that's a statement like, I, like Spider-Man. I we do get spider-man but he doesn't look like a bug I'm just saying. The wasp. I just don't like bugs, okay? Oh, you, you like your cuddly mammals like Squirrel Girl and uh, 
Black Cat and Black Panther, all the mammal-themed superheroes. Black Or just, Manta. you know, or like, look, I even like Ant-Man. But guess what? Ant-Man is human. Which is, you and know, he rides around on ants. Human. It's fine. I can ignore the ants because when he talks, I can just block him out. Okay, but Blue Beetle himself is not a bug. Yes, but he makes the bug sound. It's sounds. a scarab. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Point it's is. a scarab. The scarab makes the sound. And exactly. it's just called, it's alien. Well, the scarab it's not can... a real scarab. It's an alien scarab. We're getting off topic. Okay, we need to get back to focus on this. Like, just let me have that bold statement and let, let, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to bug you. Oh, Alright, so let's move into episode six, which is more characters. Yay! Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Can I first start off by saying it's crazy how they just brought in both Jason Todd and Damian Wayne into the story? Like Oh my god. At least I know that Damian Wayne is not gonna become a focus yet because he He's can't like No, but like I I've feel never like... liked Damian Wayne more than this episode. <laughs> what they did I in the comics. Do not like that, him. They... I remember what they did in the comics that in the new 52, they accelerated his age. So maybe, maybe so. Season four, maybe we want to see him soon. Uh, I mean, I just, why do they keep trying to make Damian Wayne happen? Like, why? Like, can we not? Like, if we're going to focus on like a Bat Family character, let's focus on Oracle. Let's focus on. Or Stephanie Brown. Oh my goodness. Oh my, oh my goodness. God, yes. Or, or Cassandra Kane. Let's focus on Cassandra Kane. Why can't we focus on any her? of the three Batgirls, please? Any of the three? All three of them. Let's focus we on all spent of any time, them. We barely spent any time with Batgirl last season, and now we see her being Oracle. Like I was just like, oh my goodness. Which you know what? Fine. Like that to me was fine, and I'll tell you, like that was fine because I do not want to see the Killing Joke replaying again and have to go all through that. Like that is fine. I don't, and because like I am so familiar with her storyline, it's like you know what. Yeah have her be oracle like i love oracle so we're good what i don't understand is why are they why are we going through the damien i don't want damien can we like send him back i think i really think damien was just a one-off little cameo because they love sneaking stuff like that in i hope so i i truly believe so but here's the thing if we do get damien by comic reasoning we have to have stephanie first so unless they kill her off between seasons like they did Jason and then not give her a place in the Batcave like they did in the comics, which made everyone mad, including myself, because Batman is sexist and evil and I hate him. Batman's a terrible person. Not the point of this podcast. He really is. Batman he sucks. really is, man. I, I can't fight you about that. He really is. Like, I honestly, ranking the Batmans in order real quick, it's Dick Grayson, Terry McGinnis, Jim Gordon every alternate universe version of Batman than Bruce Wayne. Like, I honestly don't like him. I that mean, That's my bold statement. That That's fair. I mean, I, I'm sorry for you because there's so much emphasis on Batman. I know. There but, are some really good Batman stories. Don't get me wrong. Like, the Telltale Batman game was really, really good. I like a lot of Batman stories. Just Bruce as a person. I'm like, mm, I don't know if you're a really great icon. I like the Bat Family. It just sucks that you're the head of it. And the Bat Family is mostly united by angst against Bruce. Exactly. <laughs> like a true patriarch. <laughs> Truly. Honestly, though, like Alfred, Alfred's, Alfred's great. But back to this episode. Yeah, we get Ra's al Ghul. We get the League of Shadows. Um, let's talk actual theory instead of just our like 
meta discussion. Let's actually talk about the plot a little bit. Who do you think is now running the League of Shadows if it's not Ra's al Ghul? Uh, my assumption is probably Deathstroke because we see him yeah. uh, in season yep. two. Yeah. Yeah. And my, you might remember from Teen Titans, after Terra gets sent away, who does she end up with when she's in America? Slade. Now, you've both seen the Terra arc of Teen Titans, right? Yeah. Have you either seen or read the Judas contract? Uh, I, um, I think I, Teen, Teen the Teen Titans, like DC AU. Yes, I watched the movie. I watched the movie that came out last year about it, but not the not yes. I didn't read it. Yeah, that I watched one. the movie. Yes, I, I don't. It was wild. No, did the did the movie imply that her and Deathstroke had a really inappropriate relationship? I do not remember that. I mean, if that uh, were the, the case, comics, then I blocked it out. <laughs> in the yeah, comics, she, the comics in the show, Tara is so redeemable. Like in the show, Tara is so sympathetic. In the comics, she is not like she is a completely different character. Basically, everything like towards Beast Boy, towards the Titans, like she never cared about them. She was always sent to infiltrate. She was always bad. She, I mean, you can understand why she is. Because of her backstory of like the, a lot of stuff, but the point being, yeah, she she sleeps with Slade in the comics, and it's really weird. And I don't think they're gonna do that in the show, but I do think that we're gonna find Deathstroke on our way to her. I really think that's where we're going. I just don't know how deep. If this this show's trying to be more mature than Teen Titans, do you think they'll be that mature slash bad? Uh, I mean, I mean, Tara in this universe, she's what, like twelve years old? I think they stated that in the first episode, of season three, right? No, she's she's Tara's older than Brion. I thought. Oh, okay. Well, either way, it'd still be kind of like bad for if an audience wouldn't kind of like react really, really well if they if they just did that in the season. So it kind of be kind of crazy, man. I wouldn't think so. Features, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be more mentor or will it be lover? Um, I hope more lo- uh, mentor, but I'm thinking, I mean, I don't, she might be a lover if that's what they want to, if that's what, they, I mean, I, they have a tendency to, like, I, I'm just, I don't like that they're, that Young Justice is kind of taking is kind of inco- is incorporating a lot of stuff from the DCAU, a lot of like outfits, a lot of things. They're just kind of taking a lot from that, which I don't understand why, because they were like different storylines. They were different yeah. things. Like, they, why are you trying to mesh those two things? Um, so if they do go more the DCAU route, which they've kind of shown that they're starting to, then I'm assuming they might make it more lovers kind of thing. That yeah. and the fact that, you know, they are. You know, they're on their own streaming site, so now they can do, they can go as dark or as explicit as they yeah. want. Um, and the DCAU, even the Teen Titans one, like, I mean, the Teen Titans, like, Judas Contract was, like, very explicit between, like, Starfire and, and, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. so it's like, I don't know, like, it all, it all depends on, on what, I, I could see them go both ways. I hope she stays as, mm-hmm. I hope it stays more as a mentor thing. Or, like, as a father figure kind of thing. Because that, like, it gets into, like, grooming 
territory, which I just I, mm-hmm. I I have enough reading about that in real life from like stupid disgusting celebrities. So I just I don't want to read more about it or watch I it think, on the show. I think if they go that route, I think a Tara needs to be like twenty four, twenty five, not whatever age she is in the comic. That just made me really icky and uncomfortable. And B, they need to basically make sure that I know how much you hate killing joke. Dylan warned me. Um, they need to not do that. I mean, it's like they so need to basically funny. like basically if this was a relationship, it needs to be Tara wanted to be an assassin, found Deathstroke. She made them like she needs agency, basically. Yeah, basically. Like, it can't be like, oh, he had her since she was like the moment they took her as a child. Like, that's a yeah. no. That's a no. It if, needs if to be she was with Rayshaw Ghoul when Deathstroke came in and took basically took over. She's like, ooh, yes, follow that guy. Like, yeah. if it's exactly. that route, that's more appropriate. Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a little better. Yeah. And. As much well, as I mean, I, it's hard because that's like that's her story. The whole thing is that she had no agency, and then like even Teen Titans, it was Liet. like it, the whole point was like she had none, and then she was able to rebel when she had it. Like you know, mm-hmm. so I, part of me I wants think- a more sympathetic character that we got in Teen Titans because I think that's a really great story. Part yeah, of me I- wants them to go the lover route just to redeem what they did after Killing Joke, I just mean, to say anything- we can do this well. Yeah, can I mean do- if anything. Anything, if they're going to ship anyone with her, I mean, we've seen in the comics in the series, it's always her and Beast Boy that have, like, plot with each other, mm-hmm. so. Took 30 years in three universes, but yeah, Beast Boy and Terra finally dated, yes. I think that, but do we have time for Beast Boy and Terra, like? Yeah, I don't know why, like, I to be honest, like, if that's the love, the big love story we're, like, heading towards, like, I don't think we have time. Like, he was just there for, like, a second, and he's acting. I don't think, like, we need him to be... He's already dating a queen, too. He's dating yeah, another he's queen, dating too. Yeah, he's dating his own yeah, princess. Like, I don't... We don't need that. Who apparently is the girl that Wally, like, raced the heart to back in, like, season one. And, and like, also, everything's like, connected. And not just that, but, like, she looks exactly like Tara. She has blonde hair. She's, like... I mean, come on. Is she actually Tara? I don't think she's Tara. But, like, basically, yeah, sure. like, what I'm saying is Beast Boy has a type. Is what yes. I'm saying. Princess and blonde. Okay, I hope I really Raven hope they do not bring in Raven in this series. They don't do not bring in Raven, man. I don't no, know. we we have <laughs> no time. We have no time for Raven. We have no time for Starfire. Like no, no. We have time for Cyborg. Yeah. We have no t- like Cyborg's busy with the Justice League. Like he's fine. Yeah. Ever since the New Fifty Two, Cyborg is doing just fine. Like we need to focus on who we have. Yeah, exactly. So, we all agree that was Red Hood, right? Like, that's Jason Todd, right? Yeah, that's Jason yeah. Todd. I mean, I'm the character in the, like, the metal mask going, Grayson. Like, that's, that's yeah. Jason Todd. Yeah. I, I have an issue with it, because, like, the thing is, we all know that it's, it might be Jason Todd, but the thing is, the show has never, like, gone out of its way to, like, talk about Jason Todd or anything. They just, like, showed him once with just yeah, a hologram. hologram. That's all the plot this show ever needs. Well, here's How does the Jason Todd have more development than Donna Troy? Like, I mean, also true. Like, that's not fair. But here's here's a theory. What if Jason is like is is like you know baby Damien? He's just there as an Easter egg, and we never see him again. Because yes. I swear, if 
Batwoman is an Easter egg, but Jason Todd gets his own thing, I am going to explode. That is not okay. Unless like, it's something. Batman, completely like, agree. It's a more yeah. Batwoman. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Oh, God. Ugh. See, I'm. I've always been really. Like, I'm looking at this show. I've been very, very big picture about where DC's going in the next five years or like two years. Like, I get it. Let's not bring in the Doom Patrol. They have their own show coming. We don't need them. Batwoman's getting her own series. So if we don't get more of her, I'm kind of okay just knowing that a Batwoman show is coming. Despite yeah. that taking away from the show, but it means that this show needs to step up its game in its LGBT department without her. Like that that just because they don't have to use Batwoman because she's getting her own show doesn't mean, you know, okay, well then the Tracy 13 needs to st- step up. Well, and then look, here's the thing. They're on a DC streaming app, so they're free to do whatever they want. They have the freedom to do they're not on Cartoon Network, not on Disney Channel, uh, no Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can't I'm not saying that when other producers or creators say like, oh, the network wouldn't let us do something. I'm not saying they're lying and I'm not saying they're wrong. And I'm not saying that's an excuse, but the people making DC uh, young justice outsiders cannot use that because it's DC above them. So if the character is already gay in the comics, the people that greenlit them being gay in the comics are the same people that greenlit your show. Like, and so they, they don't have that licensed disconnect of, oh, well, they're gay in the comics, but we can't show that in the show because the network, there's no third, there's no middleman. And I think that's kind of going to make it put up or shut up time. Because I remember between seasons two and three, they were like, oh, yeah, if we got season three, you'd want to do LGBT content. And now's the time to put up or shut up. Did you mean that? Or did you just say that to get more people watching the older season so you could get greenlit for season three? Like, not, another Voltron, the time. Man, not another Voltron issue. Oh please no! I want I want to I want to be able to like the show without people yelling at me. <laughs> like, uh, please don't mess it up. Like, come on, guys, just please I name want- Tracy Thirteen. Let's start there. Yeah. On a, po- on a positive note, since we've been ragging on it, I'm still yeah. like enjoying the show. I'm oh, still yeah. enjoying yeah, what I'm it's seeing. Cr- it's amazing. Like, I just I think, I, I think yeah. I think it's because. Because we all love, because Herman, I've never met you, but I can tell you're a big DC fan, and I'm glad to have you aboard. Beatrice, I know you love DC. We all love the DC universe. We all love these characters, and that's why we're so hard on the show, is we know what it can be. And I think that's that's why we're tough on it, because we all love these characters. We all love this show. We just want it to be better. Like We want it to be the best it can be. Exactly. I mean, and again, like it's one thing I, for me. It's less. I just I, for me, what worries me. It it isn't even like I don't think they can. I, it's not that I don't think they're not capable of doing this. I've seen the pre- past two seasons. I know they're capable of telling these stories and finishing them off and like tying them all up together. And I I just for me, it's what's the cost? Why are we? punishing characters for the sake of like grand scope stories when we can have both it can be done so um so that's that's it i just just give me more donna troy please i i we need to start being like the donna troy pushers and i mean i hate to be that guy because i'm always that guy that's like well in the comics they could do this but there is a canon young justice comic at this point oh yeah done by brian michael bendis brian michael Bendis is one of the 
of all the white dudes in comics, he's one of the most, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's white. If I'm wrong, Brian, I'm so sorry. But he is one of the most, like, pro-diversity people out there. Like, he I mean, he's Morales. made mistakes. He, he made Miles Morales. Yeah. Oh, my God, he, he did. Yeah. He also kind of did the whole Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver incest stuff. But we don't talk about that. We're like, not talking about that. That's the ultimate universe. It died in a fiery explosion three years ago, and we never have to mention it again. Because <laughs> Miles escaped, so we're good. But, like, he's he's done some really, really great things, and he's the one doing the comic of Young Justice, so I I know, I have good hopes for the comic that it will basically be a good supporting backup. And because basically at this point, they've probably already produced all of season three. So if they didn't already make more Donna, we're not getting more Donna than what they've already made. But if enough fans are like, no, Donna Toy needs this, comics are written a lot more loosely, a lot quicker. So maybe the comic can swoop in and, and save her. Maybe I say that, I'm not saying that's a good replacement, but I'm saying that if she's not already in more of season three, she's not. We can't change that, but we can change how the comic treats her. And which, I, I think that's unfortunately the best we can do for. Yeah. But I, I, just, I also want to say, like, when I say Donna Troy, I just mean, like, if we're going to have a show called Young Justice, like, why aren't we focusing on, like, the Young Justice team as much as, like, the others? Like, you know, like, again, like you said, we have, like, Justice five outside. different teams. And it's like, can we, like... Outsiders. I know, I get it, outsiders, okay, fine. But I'm just saying, like, why can't... Like, I mean, like, look, if you aren't gonna... If you are gonna get Dick out of the team, why are we still with Dick? Stay with the team. Like, that's a decision you make. He walked away. We don't need to stay with him. Like, I don't know, maybe like, I'm just, like, more, like... Like, if they're out, they're out. Let's focus on the actual team yeah. we have. Like, McGann is a team leader. Like, do you know how rare female team leaders... I mean, you two know, obviously. But do you guys know, in general, like, how rare female team leaders are in comic books? Why I'm do literally you think Nico's so precious to me? Why do you really think Nico is. is so precious to me? Uh, Nico is... I... We... we uh, if we did live action, we would have covered Runaways by now, because oh, I... Honey, for Brian, we, we totally would have covered Runaways. I... Yeah, I, I, Nico is the love of my life. I have uh, just get in line, get in line. <laughs> I no, uh, have, we're we're talking later about Nico because I need to gush. Like she's, uh, but originally she wasn't the team leader though. Okay, doesn't matter. We're not going to get into this. Point is, yeah. The point being, it's so rare for female team leaders in comic books. Like it doesn't happen that often. And here we have one, and like that's so awesome and so cool, and we're not focusing on her. Exactly. Like the, main, the biggest I, thing we, the biggest thing beside her and her brother, what is the biggest thing Megan has like has happened to Megan in these six episodes? She's she said, gay. She's engaged. She's engaged. That is the biggest thing. She's engaged, and she met her brother. Like what? Hey, she rounded things- up the other team to go to New Genesis. I mean, she's. We see her functioning as a leader, and she seems like a competent leader that everyone trusts. Just we don't see her actually leading. And then no, but like, there's that. She already planted different. the seeds. Like she already also planted the seeds of like people were like, "Why is she like going? Why did she cut us off like mentally when she went to talk to her brother?" So there is also like there's kind of this. There isn't a hundred percent trust there. Like this is a new team, so we do feel this kind of awkwardness. So I'm like, explore that, and they're just they're not. It's like by by rationale. 
McGann is the leader of Young Justice. The show is called Young Justice. Ergo, McGann should be a really big focus, and she's not. I feel and I like swear, she- if they fridge her, I will literally go to Jeff John's door and meow outside it like a cat until he lets me in. She's like the main female character of the series, exactly. Like I feel like she's even appeared in more episodes than Dick or Superboy. <laughs> Artemis. Yeah. Artemis. Say, who at least Artem at least Artemis has had some really good stuff this season so far. Yeah. Like Yeah. Like, the scene where Artemis is like, that's not why we're here. And then yeah. Dr. Fate leaves and Zatan. Oh my like that to me was such a good scene. And we passed the Bechdel test. Like that's a, such a low bar, but we did it. Like that's if we're gonna give the show, show something, it did that. Can I, so, can we, can we, if we're going to, if we're going to, if we're going to start talking about female characters, can I take a moment to get like a mini rant in about Halo? Yes, please. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah, go ahead. So here's the thing. No, 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 look, this is, and this, here's my thing. And this is something that worries me. They, I am very uncomfortable with how they're using Halo in this show, because here we have this woman of color who is just like, being maimed and killed gruesomely again and again and again. Exactly. And I just, who is she, yeah. Kenny from South Park? Like, why is she dying and, like, getting killed in every episode? And it's, like, and it's not even that, like, it's do, It's not even, like, done off screen. It's, like, being shown to us in a very gruesome gruesome way. Like, you hear her neck crackle. Very, like, not just that, but, like, in the, past, in the first three episodes, her face was melted off by a lava guy. Like, it's just... I just am being, I'm just very worried about how they're using this girl because I mean, what, what is the, what is it that the end she doesn't come back and that just provides pain for Prince Brion, poor boy, the rich boy who I don't care about. Like, no, like I just, I'm worried about how they're using, they're using her as this device to cause pain and to cause weight. And it's like, look, if you're going to kill someone, you need to kill them. You can't just like magic, like that makes their death. If they just always come back, that makes their death like meaningless. And they keep doing it in such a gory way. And she's like, like they're just attacking this, 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 this woman, like again and again and again. And it's like poor girl. And it's like, it must be traumatizing. Are we going to have time to actually deal with that? And it's just, it makes me uncomfortable how gory it is. And I, and like, if this were like, like, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I don't know. I, for me, this is making me nervous. This, it, this it treatment reminds, of this character is making me very nervous. It reminds me a lot of in, there's a book series called Gone. We are, this is only for example, there's a book called Gone where a bunch of teenagers have superpowers. And one of them's name is Brittany. She's very, very Christian. And she ends up with immortality, basically becomes a zombie, but has to share a body with this really sadistic dude named Drake. And Brittany's whole thing is, why has God chosen me for this? Why has God done this Done this to me? Why has God made me immortal? Da, 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 da. And I have a feeling that's a similar route to what they're going to do with Halo. Of She, so far, just thinks she's taking a nap. Like She, so far, doesn't seem to put together that she's immortal. But we've already established some, they basically all but said she's Muslim, like, which at least, you know, like, I agree the whole, like, let's repeatedly kill off a woman of color to make all the white boys feel sad. Not good. 
However, at least she's not in a skin tight costume like Dust from X Men. Like you know, at least at least a she looks normal like a normal person. But I have a feeling that that's gonna be where they go eventually once she starts to remember who she is, which we saw her starting to do of why have why like it's gonna she's gonna be very much the religious character of why do i have this calling why am i immortal uh, da, 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 da. kind of these higher thought philosophical ponderings that ultimately lead to some kind of decision i don't think she's going to end up dying permanently i don't think that's where they're going but i do think that because so far she's the only immortal character we've ever seen and i think they're going to use that for something I agree that they could, you know, not kill her off repeatedly, gruesomely, over and over again, every three episodes, like clockwork. But she is our first immortal character. And And isn't she like a healer, too? She's a healer, too, right? She's got so many different powers. She's basically all the lantern colors in one. Like, she's a weird, power-wise, she's a really weird character. Basically, whatever color she glows has a different effect. Why she glows these different colors? I don't know. Feelings? It's she's basically a weapon mood ring, and so it's it's a storyline where they can tell really really interesting stories of an immortal character, especially if she is a religious character. Where does that fall in? However, I based on how they've treated her immortality so far, of let's use her to make white boy sad. I don't know if they're going to do a good job with that. I, I, I share your worry. I worry that I really could be something don't. really, really impactful, or we won't. Like, I, I, mean, I mean, again, and like for me, it's also just the way it's been, it's been executed. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing, like, okay, like, if you're immortal, like, chances are the only way you can, like, we can truly see your power is if you keep, like, pushing death and, fi- and like, sur- like, sur- like uh, surpassing death and, like, escaping it. So... I don't mind that. I just mean the way that they're presenting every uh-huh. time she dies is so gruesome. And it's so, it's like, it, it, to the point where it's like borderline sadistic now. Like, this is what, like the third time she's died and it's been in a pretty gruesome way. And she's like a 16 year old girl too. She's 16. Second exactly. time we've seen her die, third time that she has, to, like we didn't see, I don't think we saw her die before she ended up in the grave. But we know right, obviously but, she did. Right, right. So that's why I'm just like, you know, like, Two out of three are very gruesome and sadistic ways of killing your character. I'm just like, I'm nervous of the way these the, the writers are going to be treating this character. Just mm-hmm. based on what we've seen so far. Here's that word again, agency. I think that's what it's going to boil down to. Like, uh, to me, I would much rather her, like, recognize her immortality, wield that as a weapon of, I'm going to be a bullet shield so you guys can get through. Let me take this. I'll be back in, like, five minutes. And her being shot be really bloody, but it was her decision to use her immortality as a weapon to help the team, as opposed to the villain just randomly kills her off in two seconds, but, oh, it's okay, because she's immortal. See, but at the same time as well, like, while I guess you could say that for me, it's like, I would find it more interesting if it terrified her to die. And, like, every time is, like, painful, and she becomes actually, like, affected by these things. Like, to me, that's more interesting, and it's, like, it, to to be, like, oh, don't worry, guys, I'm just gonna be a human shield for you, and then get shot, like, ten times, like, that's not something, like, you mentally can just easily surpass and be, like, I'm fine with this, this is totally agency, I'm a badass. Like, that, to me, isn't, that still, to me, doesn't, like, there. that, to me, dehumanizes her. That, to <laughs> me, is, like, sure, she has agency, but suddenly now she's no longer, like, has this this 
humanity in her because now she's just being objectified as like I'm a human shield and sure I have agency but I'm still just a thing to keep you guys from dying like I am worth killing because I can come back but it's like I I get it I'm just nervous about the execution for me it's all about the execution you can do all this like if she was terrified but she realizes like she has to be a shield in order for them to save the world and she makes that choice despite being terrified and shows the repercussions of that afterward then like sure that can work and that's because it's been like executed properly but to me if like if they don't handle that well if they don't execute this properly it reads off very badly so and so they, far it hasn't yeah. been read very well they so, already haven't been consistent like she has no memories of before the first time she died, but she has memories after the second and third time, except for like the two minutes where she actually was doing the dying. Like, cause so far we haven't dealt with the whole, you know, she had her face melted. Like, yeah. Is it she turned out okay? It turned out as if it's yeah, normal. It's... Yeah. All right. It's all right. We've, we've been going for like a good hour. It's a lot of good discussion. I think the big takeaway is, we want this show to be really great and we're enjoying it. Just, we have some concerns. Is that, is that a fair sum up? Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Also Oracle is amazing. That's all. Oh yes. As a birds of prey fan, like yes. Oracle Nightwing is my jam. I finally got a physical copy of the comic where Nightwing takes her on the trapeze and it's so good. and, ah, And I want that scene in the show. Exactly. Like give me two minutes of that scene and I'm good. It, uh, you think, such a, do you think the rest of the team knows about her, or is it just like her and Nightwing thing? Well, Artemis didn't have her on her little heads up display, so I'm gonna say no. Oh. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just Nightwing who knows. Which you know that could be its own thing where we don't have to deal with the killing joke, but we can deal with like oh, like Oracle, like it's Barbara. What's going on? Like that could be also a cool thing to do later. Yeah, Again, there's so, a lot to do. There's a lot to cover. So, and there's a lot so of threads. It's kind of crazy. We have Oracle and Red Hood. I'm so concerned we're going to get a Joker flashback of some kind. Please don't bring back Brent Spiner. Brent, I love you as Data in Star Trek. You're amazing. You're a terrible Joker. Please never come back as Joker. Like... The Young Justice Joker is the worst Joker. They have Troy Baker right there! They can have Troy Baker do it. They can have Troy Baker do it. They can have... Adventure time's over. Let John DiMaggio do it again. He did basically. Or like, have Mark Hamill come in as like Joker. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, Mark Hamill is amazing as the Joker. Uh, he was just in Scooby Doo. Uh, just okay. I can go for an hour about Mark Hamill as a voice actor, but let's let's wrap up. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This was such a good talk. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. You can find all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Join us on Discord to hear Beatrice talk about how much she hates the killing joke and text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, but especially today, especially to our patron of the podcast, Caroline, a.k.a. Princess. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Uh, coming up, of course, we have more Young Justice every new episode every Friday, a new podcast soon after. Uh, I think Ruby's still going, and Steven Universe returns on January 21st. 
Lots of stuff in the pipeline right off the bat. We have a lot of stuff coming up. We talk about all that stuff over on Discord. And if there's any shows that we're not covering, we're definitely talking about them on Discord still. So please be sure to join us. And thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you later.